getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back the posse. Just getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rocker Mike and Rob Presents. I am Rocker Mike, Rob Rossi to my left. We have special guest today. His name is Chris Rizza of the band Velvet Attack. Uh, they are a fairly new band, a few years old, out of Germany. They're fantastic. Uh, very 60s garage band based. Um, I've been enjoying listening to them. Uh, Chris, uh, how you doing today? Thanks for coming on. Oh, Thanks for inviting us, um, yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I'm okay. I just come, came home from work. Mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm an architect in my real life. Right. And now I'm here. Well, I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about your band, Velvet Attack, which, uh, like I said, I've been enjoying listening to since we first started talking. Um, what I like about this band is, is they're very melodic, okay, uh 60s based which is you know obviously very cool uh they have kind of a uh almost like a birds sound to them uh but a little heavier a little heavier um they're definitely influenced by uh some of the later 60s influenced bands like Chesterfield Kings and stuff like that would you agree yeah Brent? of course mm -hmm. of course yeah um let's um Let's talk about um, who's playing in our band. Yeah, yeah, uh, your lineup here. Um, I've got uh, a, uh, a gentleman named Kono on lead vocals, uh, Pele Gotze on bass, Alex Schomert on guitar, Remco Rintz on drums, and then yourself, Chris Rizzo, also on guitar with the occasional lead vocal. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Sorry if I butchered the pronunciation. I'm not so good with my German. No problem. No problem. <laughs> and you guys are um, you guys are riding high on your last uh, and first actual uh, album release that came out late last year, an album called Visions from <clears throat> Inner Space. And I'd like to talk about some of these tracks. But actually, before we do that, let's just talk about how you guys first formed. Now, I know you're out of Dortmund, Germany. You got together in 2018. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. How'd you guys get together? So, um... I was playing in a band with uh, Kono, our singer, and with Remco. And um, we were the Cheeks. The Cheeks. Yes, that was our name. And uh, we had a very good organ player. But at one point, we decided, oh, we just don't want this Raymond Zarek Doors organ sound uh, all the time. Right. We just want to come back to to guitars, uh, guitar um, dominated um, sound, and uh, so we said, okay, let's let's get new new guys in, and uh, change the name, and that is what we did. Uh, Alex, our uh, second guitar player, was in the last incarnation of Can, 
You know Can? Can, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, very familiar. Last yeah, he's uh, still playing with Danmo Suzuki oh. um, in his backing band. Okay. So he's bringing he's bringing this kind of influence to our band. Well, it's this, very uh, it's a progressive uh should I say yes. should I say kraut rock type of thing? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, that's it's, him. That's, that's him. Can has been around for 50 years, even more than Yeah, yeah. Close to 60 years, right? They've been around for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I didn't realize I didn't realize there was a connection there. That's that's There fantastic. is connection. And uh he's he's the one who's doing all the um improvised solos and i'm the one who's playing more the um, melodic uh, solos like the rickenbacker stuff and so on right are you playing an actual rickenbacker yes like, yes. like a like a 12 string roger mcguinn type yes wow yeah, I do. That's, that's amazing that's amazing yeah. and um then there is a pillar or bass player mm -hmm. um he's the real rock star in our band <laughs> Yes, he, he was in a band named uh, Astra Kid. And um, they were like, you know, Hamburger Schule? Mm, no, is, I don't, unfortunately. Okay, no problem. Um, that was in the late 80s, uh, mid, mid 90s, kind of, um, kind of bands from, from uh, Hamburg. Right. That's by Hamburger Schule, mm -hmm. Hamburger School. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were um, not far um, not far from here. It's, it's a little city named Oerkenschwick, uh, where they're from. And uh, I always knew them. And uh, what was, was their sound like? Uh, you know, bands like Blumfeld or Die Sterne. Okay. That's Hamburger Schule. Okay. Then um, he was for seven or eight years in a band called Klee. And uh, that's why his status comes from. Because um, they had two number one albums here in Germany. So he was really huge and big with this band. Wow. Um, uh, they are evolved into a very, very... Um, smooth sounding something uh, so he at uh, one point he left this band and uh, concentrated on his own band named Pele Caster and they were a little back to these uh, mid 90s uh, indie rock roots and that's mm -hmm. and that's um, the, the sound and the style uh, he brings to our band well, I, just just by what you're saying, you have a lot of influences coming into what you do. I like that because no, I, I agree. Yes, I think yeah. that's great. Um, I don't. Um, the Birds are are uh, obviously my my favorite band. Uh, the Birds. I mean, yeah. that's that's great. I mean, they're one of my favorites as well. Yeah, and um, to um, to give it a more what should I say? Um, to give it more influences and not be a birds yeah. style cover band. Um, it was really good to have, especially these two guys in the band, because um, they can play, of course, and they um, have different different influences into the band they can bring. I mean, apart from the 
you know, the oh. bird style guitar playing, okay, the j jangly guitars and stuff like mm -hmm. that that the birds are known for. You guys are uh, are a little heavier than that. I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing like even the cramps in there. I'm hearing yes. like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. some 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 punk bands, maybe the buzzcocks a little bit in there. Um and I think that that's that's great. I mean, what you what you what you came from is all different backgrounds, it seems, and progressive, a little bit more involved kind of things like Ken. Okay, and now yeah. you strip, now you strip that down, and you become Velvet Attack. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's that's a fantastic thing. Now, so. um, the first single you guys had was a song called "She's a Human Doll." Okay, really? and yeah. again, another infectious melodic catchy song okay, okay. what everything rock and roll was supposed to be uh yeah, the last song? Like very heavy the heavy guitar it's very like wow it blew yeah. my mind when i heard it that <laughs> and hellfire the other one i love was hellfire it was very good too yeah hellfire uh, is fantastic i used to play in a band called the vampire state building in the <laughs> 90s yeah, yeah and we had a few records out and um, then, in the end of the Vampire State Building, when I left the band, uh, we had this song called Hellfire. Yeah. And uh, I um, put it in my pocket. And uh, when I played with the Cheeks, first it was pop punk. And then we involved more and more into... Uh, psychedelia and uh, 60 stuff and i always thought oh hellfire was a really good song why throw it away we never recorded it with the vampire state building so maybe uh the boys in our band liked it and um human doll was the last song we did when we were the cheeks oh i see okay we never we never recorded this uh, uh this song properly so not only a demo and then we took the song with us too. Now I know your album, which we're going to talk about, is out on Soundflat Records. Was the single of uh, "She's a Human Doll" on Soundflat? Or yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So how did you get involved with Soundflat Records? Uh, they're here from Cologne, and I know uh, Traxel, who's uh, the owner and boss of Soundflat for really a lot of years. And interestingly, um, he's a friend of our, uh, of my girlfriend for like 25 years because he's from the same uh, small town, uh, not far from the same small town where my girlfriend is from, from southern Germany. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, Kono or a singer asked him, do you want to release uh, some records by ourselves? And he said, yeah, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Right. Okay. So we were friends. Yeah. So you go way back. Yeah. It's good to have connections, right? Yes. <laughs> um, as I say, as an architect, it's um, uh, let's translate it. Mm. The only bad thing you can have is not to have connections. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so much of the business is who you yeah. know, you know, yeah. and, and and who can help you and who you're yes. friends with and who your friends are friends with and and all that. Yes. You know? 
I agree. I agree. So let me let me ask you. Um, I mean, you mentioned the Birds as a big influence. Uh, who else? Name some other bands that really, really, kind of harken back to what you're doing now. Okay, um, I start with myself. Uh, my maybe five uh, thousand <laughs> favorite bands. No, no. I, let's let's uh, put it down to to, to five. Are uh, the Velvet Underground? The thirteen floor elevators, mm -hmm. the Beatles, the Birds, and the Beach Boys, because Perfect. because the Beach Boys. Um, yeah, yes, I love the Beach Boys. I'm a really big, huge fan. No, I, and, I am too. Okay, yeah. And what I like um, about the lineup we have now is that everybody can sing. So you have so, some, you have some harmonies there a little bit. Yes, so everyone is uh, really singing, and we can really do this uh, three or four part harmony stuff or corresponds things. I like those. Yeah, um, every band that you just described, okay, um, kind of if you put them all together, it, it does sound like you guys. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I mean, it's it's really like a perfect it's a perfect mix of everything you talked about. You know, how about some of the some of the punk scene, maybe the 70s punk scene, like the Ramones or the Buzzcocks or you, you influenced by any of that? Yeah, I when I was uh, in the Vampire State Building, um, we made two visits to New York. Ah, that's and, where we are. Yeah. And we, we visited uh, the Misfits in New Jersey. Yes. Well, and uh, we're standing in the room where the Misfits are one of my favorite bands. Me too. Um, yeah. And we were playing with um, Jerry Only and Doyle in their original rehearsal room. What year was this about? Just um, That was late 90s. That was yeah. before. Uh, before. So that's when, that's when the Misfits had uh, Michael Graves in the band. Yes, that was one th interesting thing. We had a really good singer in the Vampire State Building. And we um, flew over there to New York. And uh, he, he, got, he really got Doyle on the phone. And he said, can we visit? And uh, he said, yeah, come on over. And they were so impressed with... Peter, who um, was our singer, as I said, that was a few months before they got Michael Graves. And they asked him if he wanted to be the singer of uh, The Misfits. No kidding. What? Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Yeah, and we flew back to Germany, and he talked to me about half a year after that, can we too go to New York and I'm the singer of the Misfits? You know, if you want to go to New York and be the singer of the Misfits, do that. But I can do nothing in New York. Yeah. But you can. But yeah. he 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 uh, got cold feet and uh, he didn't ever go. Yeah. Uh, now, as as a big Mits, Misfits fan, um, that era of the Misfits, I I, I actually like. Okay. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously. The early, the original Glenn Danzig stuff is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, is, of course, but I do, yeah, but I do enjoy, yeah. um, I do enjoy like the Famous Monsters album a lot. I think that's mm -hmm. that's one of the best records of the '90s, in my opinion. Okay, um, mm -hmm. you know, the '90s were kind of iffy when it comes to, <laughs> to music, but yeah, uh, I, I enjoy that record a lot. And uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, they also had the uh, 
what's the other album called? American Psycho, I think. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the first one with Mike, Michael Graves. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, I mean, the Misfits now they, they you know they're back with Glenn, and mm-hmm. they've been they've been touring for the last couple of years. Uh, me and Rob saw them at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and how they, was it? Back was oh, great. Oh, unbelievable. Great. I mean, it was yeah. like. The, you know, I never, I, I was a little too young to see them the first time around, because they were me. Yeah, they, they broke up in '83, mm-hmm. and I pretty much start ha- started hanging out and stuff like '84, '85. Mm-hmm. You know, so I kind of, I, I was listening to them as a kid. Okay, yeah. You know, back when. Uh, yeah, well, I still listen to them, of course. Yeah. Uh, but back when, you know, you couldn't find those records. Uh, with. Mm-hmm. What was it like in Germany finding Misfits records? It had to be hard, right? Back in the it day. It was totally hard, yes. Yeah. I know some guy in Hagen, that's not far from here. He's one of the biggest Misfits fans I I, I know. He's got one of um Glenn Danzig uh draw some um some big posters for for the shows in um the um what's it called? Um radio music Radio City Musical. Radio City Musical. Yeah, and he draws some really, really, really huge poster of. He's, um, I think, three or four survived. He's got one of them. Oh, that's he's, amazing! That's a rare. Yeah, uh, he. I uh, know he, he spent a fortune on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I saw that. Now, um, you know, they just announced that they're playing um in New Jersey at the PNC. Yeah, Newark. No, not not PNC. Um, the Prudential Center. In Newark. Yeah, in Newark, in Newark, okay. where the where the yeah. hockey team, the Devils, play. They're yeah. playing that arena, yeah. and uh, I was kind of hoping they would, you know, come back and do Madison Square Garden. It's a little closer for me, mm-hmm. but um, they're they're getting they're getting some serious money now for this. I mean, the ticket prices are high, uh, you know, and and uh, they're like they're raking it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, let let's talk about the uh, favorites of our band members. Yeah, tell me about uh, tell me about some of the other members and and what they're into. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Um. So there's Remco or drummer, and uh, his favorite uh, musicians are Paul Weller. Ah, the and, Jam. Yes. Uh, yeah, the Jam uh, and Graham Day of the Prisoners. Mm. Uh huh. So that's his favorites. Okay. Then then there is um, Kono or a singer. Um, he's changing all uh, his favorites a little bit around, but I think there are some some mainstays in his uh, in his list. These are love. I would like to say mm-hmm. love. You know, love, yeah, I love Arthur Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arthur Lee. Yeah, and uh, then uh, yeah, of course, uh, bands like the Beatles and. Uh, uh, the Chesterfield Kings and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, really, really. Actually, more, just more. to just to interrupt you for a second is we're yeah. we're we're very good friends with with Greg. Okay, oh, with Greg Prevost, yes, Greg Prevost, yeah, and we've had yeah. him on the show. Cool. Uh, we we do a we do a uh, like a year end uh, okay. rally at the you know at the end of the year we talk about things that happen and we give like a little. Award out like best song of the year, best album of the year. Oh, yeah. Last year we had him on um, and we interviewed him about his book. Okay, because he wrote. Yeah, this I got it. it isn't course. it amazing? It's an yeah, amazing, amazing book, right? Of course. Yeah. Exactly. So he was it's he was the book, book of the year. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I know Massimo Del Pozzo real good. Oh, you because, do? Yeah, because he uh, put out uh, he put out one one of our cheeks records. Ah, it, yeah, Rob, I uh, Rob, I got to tell you, it's it, it, it's amazing to me sometimes, you know, because I'm always talking to people behind the scenes. I let you know who I'm talking to and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, and then and then and then all you guys know each other. All yes. the time. It, it, it never fails. Other. It never fails. No, because no, the, no. The business, no matter how big you think mm. it is, it's still small. <laughs> I wrote some songs for the Fast Stones, but Rudy refused to do them. <laughs> He's a oh. I don't. Uh, yeah. One was called "On a Night Like This." We did it by ourselves later on. I so, think. Oh, um. I think. Uh. Rob Danny Garcia. I think is doing something with the Fuzz Tones. Did you see any oh, of that yeah. stuff? D Danny Garcia is a friend of the show. Uh. He's a film director. Okay. Okay. Uh. You have to check out his documentaries. He's done quite a few music ones. He did yes, one on yes. Brian Jones. He did yes. one on Johnny Thunders. He did one on the Clash. Uh. Yes. He did a. He did one about the the old rock club Max's Kansas City in New York City. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's got a new one coming out that I'm actually in. I get interviewed very cool. briefly. Uh, it's coming out in a couple of months. It's called Ghosts of the Chelsea and uh, at the Chelsea Hotel. So yeah. check out Danny Garcia online. He's 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 yeah, good. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, that's cool. So um, Rudy and Jana are living in Berlin, of course. Yes. Uh, we're really good friends, but he refused to do all my songs. <laughs> did he, did he, did no he just did he think he didn't like them or he just didn't want to do them? Or? He said, no, that's not totally my point of view. I um here in the song, so he said, okay, no, well, that's up no to him. With me, yeah, yeah. Still, the, the first tones are a great band. They, they yeah, it's good them. enough, of course. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been I've been thinking about doing a show on them for a while. Okay. Oh, we should do one on them. Yeah, yeah, we should. Um, yeah. What about uh, you mentioned uh, Kono? What about yeah. uh, what about uh, Pele? What is what is he interested in musically? Uh, I think Supergrass is his favorite band. Supergrass, yes. band. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's the kind of music he likes. Yeah, mid nineties indie stuff. Cool. Not 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 only. Um, not only the uh, British stuff, but American stuff as well, like pavement or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. See what I, I love about two. what I love about all you European guys, okay, is whether it's Germany or England, France, mm -hmm. you're all so well rounded. Here in America, people like just listen to the same old crap. They never want to hear anything oh, new. You yeah. know, I mean, that's not. I'm just generalizing. That's not everybody, but no, no. But it's just you know, it's. So much of, of uh, you know, people say to me, you know, how do you know so much about music and how do you find these bands? I never heard of these bands, you know, and I'm like, you just have to look. It's not yeah, it, you you have know, to. with the with the Internet. Now you can find anything. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you guys, all your stuff is out on YouTube. Just look under Velvet yeah. Attack. OK. Yeah. And, and you could you could discover a new band. Mm. So I, I think that's great. What about Alex? Alex is a uh, is our seventies guy, of course. He's into crowd rock. And, you gotta have uh, a seventies guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we all have to, not so much rock stuff. The moment 
Pete Townsend uh, exchanged his Rickenbacker for uh, Gibson Les Paul. That was it for me. Um, not for him, of course. Right. Um, that's that's okay. That's okay. I'm just kidding. But um, that's well, I like I like the early Who better than better than the later. Yeah. Of course, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and um, then there is. Uh, yeah, that was it. I think that's everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, that's we got everybody. the influences down. Yeah. All right, so Mike, let's. You know, you know, Mike, you know one guy that I love. I love Screaming Jay Hawkins. The more I listen to of his course. stuff, that that guy was fantastic. Yep, of course. Yep. I mean, you can't get any better than him. And you know, there's that famous yeah. live recording. I'm sure you've you've heard it, Chris. Uh, the fuzz tones yes. and Screaming Jay. Yes, classic, classic yeah, record. Yeah. yeah, that was put yeah. out on uh, on Midnight Records. On okay, Midnight, yes. Which was a uh, Midnight Records got, was an uh, when you came to New York. Did you go visit Midnight? No, no. I missed that store, man. That was on Twenty Third Street. That was a great store. Yeah, and yeah. sadly, sadly, he closed up. He stayed. He stayed um online for a few years, but then uh he then he passed away. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, that live mm -hmm. recording of Screaming Jay with the fuzz tones, you can actually see there's a video. It was videoed as well. It's almost as good as Jerry Lee Lewis at the Star Club. Yes. Almost as good. Yeah. Almost as good. You cannot get any better if you want a rock and roll record than this live <laughs> record by Jerry yeah. Lewis. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's funny you mentioned that. So many bands from we've spoken to from Europe are influenced by that record. They bring it up a lot. Oh, you got to hear this record. You know, a, yeah. lot of people, a lot of people in America forgot about that live album. That's, you know, that's a great live album. Yeah, I know. He's, he's totally insane in that. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, got to, I got to meet his sister last year. Ah. Okay. Uh, How was uh, she? Uh, she's about 12 years younger than he was. Okay. Okay. Uh, Linda, mm -hmm. Linda Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, she was fantastic. She does his song. She's got a couple of songs of her own, but mm -hmm. she plays the piano almost as good as him. <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this, this new album, Visions from Inner Space. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, it's been described as Nuggets inspired. Now let's just tell everybody what that means. Nuggets uh, Nuggets was uh, a collection put out by Lenny K. Okay, okay. who on the Nuggets? Yes, right okay. from Nuggets. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he put out this collection uh, on Electra Records about mm -hmm. fifty years ago, yes. and Le Lenny ended up being the guitar player for the Patti Smith group. Of course. Okay, and uh, he's out right now. We just—I just was talking to him back in April at a record fair. Okay, cool. and he—he he was about to go out on the fiftieth anniversary of the album, mm -hmm. and he's doing these live shows with different bands in different cities and mm -hmm. celebrating the release of Nuggets. There's also been this year a brand new Nuggets release where they—they they, on vinyl only. Okay, mm -hmm. where they re-released the uh, the original album, remastered. They made a Nuggets Part Two, which never came out. It was supposed to come out years ago. It never did. Okay, and uh, and about three records of outtakes. 
Okay, stuff okay. Like that never made it. So when I saw that, you know, you, you guys were, were were in your in your bio when you were claiming you were inspired by Nuggets, I just had to bring all that up because yeah, of course. The, nugget, the, nugget, the Nuggets thing was so influential on me. Um, I, I could hear it in your music. Now, you know, obviously the Birds, the Buzzcocks, the Chesterfield Kings, but let's talk about some of these uh, these songs you have here. Now, there's one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, ten nine, ten songs mm -hmm. on this record. Uh, if you want, we could talk about each one. How, how would you like to yeah. do that? Okay, yeah, of course. All right, it's the album starts off. This is called Visions from Inner Space. Starts off with a song called The Double Cylinder Man. What a great title! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, I'll tell you about the double cylinder man. Um, my girlfriend, um, read some ridiculous. Uh, um, translations from of German idioms, and one of them was the double cylinder man. Whatever that means, I didn't know what it means. It sounded great for me. It, it sounded like a title. Yeah, and I I don't think it took me more than fifteen minutes to to get the idea of the song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So maybe you talk to the right guy at the moment because I wrote all the songs. Right. <laughs> well, and, you're the man. <laughs> okay, I did. So, and, so double double cylinder man doesn't have any any double meaning or anything like that. No, we, um, I was talking a lot with our producer and uh, with our singer about it. So, um, I wanted to know what what their idea was of a double cylinder man, what that maybe means to them. Uh, in the end, uh, I uh, just thought it's a man with, uh, like, you know what a Janus hat is? No, it's, I don't. It, it's it's a it's a person from the Greek mythology um, who's got a. Mm, mm, oh, Janus, the face is both ways. Yeah, 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 like the like the sand of the uh, saint of the very last day who's preaching this and doing that like a two, like a two face like a two face yes. person okay yes i got you i got you that so works that's that's more or less uh, uh the meaning behind it okay well what about daughter of the sun the next track it's about um it's about this um uh, the first line um this uh, Caribbean Caribbean voodoo hoodoo things, <laughs> and the daughter of the sun is uh, Marie Marie Laveau. You know her. Oh, you know very her. well, very well. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, a, I'm, a, I'm I go in and out of New Orleans all the time. I know about. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, she she lived in the 19th century. Yes, and the voodoo she queen. The, yeah, the voodoo queen. She was the queen of the voodoo's, and maybe that's uh, the relation to the cramps. One of my one of my favorite bands too. One of my yeah. thousand favorite bands, yeah. and um, so uh, I wrote the lyrics more or less um, around that. I always got a interesting um, 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 religious uh, connotation in a lot of songs I write. Uh, our producer uh, uh, always tells me, ah, 
I, I was on a um, on a on a religious school, right? When I and uh, you have to um, you were you. Um, I was taught by by priests and stuff like that. I see. So uh, he always says. Uh, so there's a there's a spiritual element to your your right. Yes, yeah, yeah. You have to um, go deep into this religious uh, Catholic things and uh, have to work with that in your head, and uh, you get um, you have to get that out. And so there are a lot of little things in songs uh, um, relating to to religious stuff. Yeah, I can hear it in the lyrics. I mean, the next song is called yeah. Hellfire. There you go. Great song. Okay. Great song. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, great song. Um, um, excuse me. Uh, Hellfire is about the biography of Jerry Lee Lewis. It is. Nice. It ah, is, nice. Yeah. It is. It's really that. Um, I wrote. Um, I wrote this biography, and uh, there are. A lot of religious things in this biography. Um, this cousin of Jerry Lee Lewis was a uh, uh, um, this preacher. Yes, this, uh, this Jimmy, TV Jimmy, Sw Jimmy Swagger. Jimmy Swagger, yes, yeah, yeah and he so on and on. He was his cousin, yes. Yeah. And uh, I always thought, um, what is the reason? Um, I don't mean this ironically. Uh, what is the reason uh, for a rock and roll singer um, to be, on one hand, uh, that dynamic and uh, um, out of um, out of touch with uh, with all traditional religious things, and on the other hand, uh, preaching so much about uh, religious? Religious stuff. Well, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, and I know you know this, I mean, was from the Deep South, Louisiana. Yes, of course. And, uh, you know, he he came from like that, you know, that Southern Baptist type of, yes. of, of upbringing. And it's all preaching. Okay. And there's a lot of music. So mm -hmm. he, he had that at a young age. Okay. And he learned how to play piano at a young age. And he then, you know, but because of his rebellious streak, I mean, he got thrown out of the out of like a, a seminary type school, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then went into music. And it, it, it seems like you I, I get what you're saying, like you wouldn't have that connection. But especially in those years, there was a connection out of the religious world with rock and roll. It's the same yeah, I was too. It's the same with the Louvin brothers. You know them, of course. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, this really famous record they did, um, Satan is Real. Yes. That says, that says everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, country music, whether it was country or R&B, okay, early R&B, there was, there was always religious overtones to it. Yes. You know, and you just you can't get away from that. Mm. Now, what about it's, House of Correction, Chris? Where'd you get that uh, from? Ah, uh, I I believe you know what a House of Correction is. Jam. Um, yes. Um, 
I, I always got uh, yes. <laughs> I've been in a few. <laughs> but I I had this uh, connection in my mind about a younger delicans um, coming to the front of this um, of this building and um, not not really being sent to jail, but uh, lurked in and says, hey, "Come on in. Here, everything is great." In fact, it isn't. Mm. And um, and uh, let's say, oh come on up. Uh, here's your family. Maybe you have no family. Maybe they've thrown you out. And um, here you have your new home. Right. But the new home isn't isn't that good, of course. Yeah. Your new home in the house of correction. <laughs> yeah, your new home. Yes. So I, it wasn't really a jail I was uh, thinking about. It was really more, uh, um, yeah, a house where you can go. Um, it's like this um, second thing about those religious stuff uh, I was talking about. Right. Uh, it's these preachers, these um, people who want to uh, um, get a hold of mm, Get a hold on you and say, "Oh, I'm not this. Uh, I control you, yes. yes. And I uh, know I. Uh, um, it, it starts in the twenties, and uh, then um, um, Charles Manson's family and all this stuff. They say, "Okay, this is. Um, I'm not one of the bad guys. I'm the good one. So uh, we come." Um, back to this uh, a little later when we're talking about uh, drinking water, praying wine. Right. That's the last song. We're going to talk about that one because I like yes. that title. Your next song is You Know Everything Better. That that rounds off side one. What song? What's that about? You Know Everything Better. Um, it's not about a, a, a special person. It's about um, yes, of course, religious leaders, about political leaders, about financial leaders right. uh, who um, think of themselves as uh, people who know a lot of things better. I got some lines I, uh, I had written for this song, like, uh, uh, you know, the uh, NRA is storing everything away and so on and on. Yeah. Um, um so with our producer we we uh, um we focused on on uh on lines that are not so controversial okay the gotcha. nra or the nsa or whatever you know right, right. Uh, so to, you know everything better so uh, uh like they know they, more than you is that what you're they, trying to say? yeah yeah they, wow might know more than I know. Yeah. Um, that's what I was saying. Because they're spying on you. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I got you. I got and you. All, all these people from, from different from different backgrounds. Right, right. Now, one thing I'm going to mention, you know, this album, Visions from Inner Space, uh, it is available on vinyl. Yes. Okay. Uh, and also, you have a digital download of it too, right? Yes. We interestingly got an offer from a label from New Jersey. Oh, which one? Want to, um, uh, Monkey so and so. I forgot the name. Um, I think I. Okay, go ahead. 
Yeah, you, you maybe know that. Yeah, I might. Um, I send it to you. I sent them to you. Um, they are just waiting because we recorded more songs than just uh, 10. We recorded 13 songs, in fact. Um, two songs we finished. And uh, we want to give him a bonus track. That's a song called uh, Electric Chair in My Kitchen Sink. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surf punk number. Yeah. Okay, so great it, title. Yeah. It didn't fit um, the other songs too good. No, yeah, it's, uh, an out, it's an outtake. You left it off for another Yeah, time. yeah, we left it off. Yeah, so yeah. At, at the moment, our producer is uh, mixing the song down. So okay. we can send it to him. Okay. That's a bonus tricks. We got another song called Broken Into Pieces. Mm -hmm. um, I um, I think um, we can do the song better than we did. It's the slow number with acoustic guitars and stuff. And uh, we changed uh, the lead singer around. I was singing parts. Our singer was singing parts. And a lot of huge uh, harmonies. What do we said? We have to get a string quartet on this uh, song. Okay. This, and uh, this song is so different from the others that we, early in the process, we said, oh, this song is not going to make the cut for the, for the LP. But it's a good song. So my uh, niece, you know? Y yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's good friends with Robbie Williams. Ah, okay. Yes. And our producer said, if this song is is, um, is sung by a really huge, huge singer, that could be a hit. And so I gave, uh, um, Sarina is her name, uh, the song as an, as an MP3 file. She got an invitation uh, to London, where she went uh, two years ago or so. And she, um, she took the song with with her and gave it to him mm -hmm. but he never came back to me <laughs> uh, well you never know you might get that phone call my maybe but maybe <laughs> not so we, we we recorded the song as well okay. uh, but we, but um, maybe maybe we can put on a better version than we did we're not so satisfied right okay so let's talk about the second side, and I say yes. second side because we're back to vinyl here. Of uh, the opening track on the second side is called "Kill the Weekend." Another good title. Yeah, uh, that was a that was a title that um, our singer came up with, and I wrote a song, and I wasn't so satisfied. And he was uh, he he wasn't so satisfied either. He said, "Ah." Uh, um, Mm, you can do, do a better song than that. And so I wrote a second version and wasn't so satisfied too. And then I wrote a, a third version and said, this title is too good to, to, to be thrown away. Normally, if a, if a song doesn't work in the first 10 minutes or so... You got to uh, feel it right away. Yeah, I throw it right away. Yeah. But this song, is the title was too good. And um, it's about uh, someone who's um, who wants to go out now, uh, wants to go out in the night and have a good time, and is standing in front of a club or a, a bar, or whatever. Party. 
yeah, got to a party. And um, I think this, um, what I like about the title is that it's uh, not so one dimensional. It can, no. it can say, oh, um, this night is going to be the biggest fuck up you uh, you can imagine <laughs> and uh, on the other hand you can say okay uh let's have a good time but it's uh, um our producer said let let's give the song a um a, a real enthusiastic uh, feel not so um not don't be too depressed so we changed uh, lyrics around and he said oh don't say this and it's too it's too depressing if you say that in this line let's change that around now so you mentioned you mentioned your producer um I yes think we, i think we should name the producer alaska winter right yes yeah okay how did you get connected with alaska winter he produced a record by the cheeks oh okay uh, so like, it's an old yes. friend Yeah, it's an old friend. It's an old friend. It was 15 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got to know him through um, our then bass player, Pillar, who used to play bass in the Fast Stones for 10 years. Okay. Okay. I probably uh, saw connection. him. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, he, he got to know him somehow. He's from, from Augsburg. He's, he now lives in, in uh, Austria. Right. He's a really good friend. He's producing uh, Fehlfarben. You know them? What are they called? Uh, Fehlfarben. It's a huge band here in Germany. I, I've uh, heard so, the name, but I don't know what they yeah. sound like. I have to tell um, it's, it's like post-punk. They are in, in the start, they were very Clash-influenced ah, and jam and stuff. I'd like uh, them. I like those bands. And then they made an album called Monarchy and Alltag. Uh, it's monarchy and everyday living. It, it, these guys, like these guys sing in German, or they sing in yeah, English? they sing in German. Just they sing German. in German. Okay. And um, this album, it's from '81 or '82. Yeah. And um, I remember the name. Okay. There are a lot of people who say this is the best LP that ever came out in Germany. Wow. Wow. Yes. Hmm. So. Alaska is producing. Uh, he he produced uh, their uh, latest record. They're still around, this band, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still But around. I saw them. In, yes, I saw them a few months ago on the tour. Excellent, excellent. Yes, they're still they're still really good going. Okay, we got a couple more to go to here. Uh, the next track is "I Cannot See a Forest Without Trees." Okay. It <laughs> yes, I I like twists in uh, punchlines. Right. Yeah. And um, normally you would say um, if you if you see a forest, uh, you see the whole thing, the whole picture of the right. forest. And um, so you you, um, you cannot pick one 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 tree. Out of all all the trees you see, you see the whole thing and not right. not a detail, and right. that's what the song is about. Right. Uh, with the well, twist, we we have an expression. I can't see the forest from the trees. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to give it a twist. So yeah, you did. You did. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
So the next track is called Sound of Tomorrow. You have two songs in a row with the word tomorrow in it. Sound of Tomorrow. Yes. What's that about? Uh, this song is good. Yeah, I do like that one. Okay. I think it's the most beat-orientated song on the yeah. record. I, I think. The, um, the melody line and the, uh, and the chords and so. Um, it's also about... Um, People think they are bigger than other people, and say, oh, "If you follow me, this is this is the sound of tomorrow." Yeah, and this is this is uh, um, what you should uh, think and how, about. And how often is that wrong? <laughs> a it's lot. a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of right. The the people who um, who are the most dedicated to one thing um, are. The least reliable, <laughs> and um, if you, um, is if someone seems to be too perfect, you have to be careful. They're hiding something. Yeah, they are hiding something. I agree. I agree, and well, and just... it can it can be like that with bands too. Okay, you know some oh, of some, some bands you too. Uh, yeah i'm not a youtube fan no oh well now no, you, no, now, no, now no. We're, we're definitely on the same page yeah. i am not a big YouTube no no fan. no no, no. yeah you know, no, i like no. i like maybe the first two albums but yes not, they're okay not, not even really go out of my way and listen to it anymore no no but no. you know they're a band that i, no. I never understood how they it's got religious so things they yeah. suck. Everything has to be good <laughs> rob um, is yeah, just, you know. rob's just gonna say it they suck Right, Rob? They suck. Yeah, I love that. Suck. <laughs> okay, okay. I have right. to. I, I, I have to say. I have to say. I'm a. I'm a fan of REM. REM. I, I, I like. I like the early stuff. Yeah. You know? Yes, of course, yeah. of course. You know, and and of even course. even the latest stuff. There's a song here and there I like. Uh, yes. But yeah, I mean, they, they're two totally different bands. The, totally, the only yeah. the only thing that I would say they might have in common. Is they both got very preachy? Yeah, yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I, I meant. got you. That's but what R I meant. But REM's a better band than you too, in my opinion. Uh, light years. Yeah, light years. absolutely. I, 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 I'm collecting bootlegs of REM. Oh, really? REM is the band I have the um, most records from. I think it's like oh, 120 yeah. or 130 records. Uh, REM alone. Wow. I got a I got a big record that's collection. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I I do too. But wow, 120, that's great. Yeah. Um, next track, okay, and we're winding down here with the record, but it's the dawn of tomorrow. What's that about? Ah, uh, I got like the dawn line? of the summer. Yeah, 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 dawn of the summer is. Oh, oh, is. oh, my mistake. I'm sorry. It's the dawn of no the problem. summer. I'm sorry. My yeah, mistake. That's the dawn of um, the summer, not tomorrow. <laughs> my I got bad eyes. My mistake. I um, I like um, the gun just kicking in. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, but yeah, the, the weed is kicking in right now. I got messed the up. The weed is sorry. kicking in. <laughs> um, as, as I mentioned, I I like workplace. Uh, there is a line um, in the song. Mm, um, the, um, the future's been drawn and the uh, past is uncertain to me. It's, of course, uh, a line uh, 
stolen from 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 the doors. From the doors, and, yeah. It sounds like and, a door and changed, and changed oh, yeah. it around and changed all the uh, things around. Right. And a little, uh, little bit of poetry right there. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. That's another song we played in the last incarnation of the Cheeks. And interestingly, this organ player I mentioned, we had a rehearsal with him yesterday. And uh, he, he he's the best organ. I, I would say he's the best 60s organ player in Germany. Are you considering he's, bringing him into the Velvet Attack? Yes, maybe for a few songs, for a few things. Okay. Um, we have a huge uh, festival play um, in one and a, uh, in, in exactly one uh, one week, and uh, our bass player um, is not is not able to to make this. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so we ha we have to find a, a replacement for him. I couldn't find a bass player. So you could play use an organ. Uh He's playing organ and he's playing bass organ too. Yeah, I mean so, that's what oh, Ray Manzarek did. Yes, you know, I know. The Doors know. never had a bass player. Yeah. No, and yeah. Uh, he's able to do this in a few hours. He can. He's really musically. He's so intelligent. He can play two and a half hours Bach, and he can two and a half hours psychedelic. Uh, yeah. uh, wow. You know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, that's always amazing to me when you when someone can just pick it up right away, you know, and yeah. and and figure it out. Okay, so the last song from Visions from Inner Space by Velvet Attack is "Drinking Water, Praying Wine." Great title. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, that's the favorite title of our producer. He okay. Said, oh, that's a great title. Um, he said, "Let's hope it's a good song." And I said, "How long did you did it take for you to to write the song?" And I think I got this line, and it took me five minutes. Uh, later, I changed things around and worked on it. Yeah. But uh, the the main thing, and um, I sang pilot vocals for all the songs for our singer. Okay. So here I wanted to to have um, um, a few uh, melody changes at, at this point, and I did this uh, for the song too. And then um, <laughs> our singer said uh, with our producer and recordings, I went away. I couldn't. Uh, uh, I'm a t too much of an influence. So he's, um, let's don't make him nervous. I get away from from uh, from recording the main vocals, the lead right. vocals, and from this song too. And when I came back, he said, "Okay." All the, guy, all the guys in the band were there too. I said, okay, listen to this. I recorded um, the lead vocals for three or four hours. I said, mm, that's not so good. Right. And then he said, okay, let's uh, uh, change to Chris vocals because this is a song I sing on this record. I'm the lead vocalist on the song. Yes. And, uh, and uh, he asked is this, me... Is this the only one that you sing on the album? I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the only lead vocals I'd sing. Right. Um, and he said, how long uh, did it take you? I said, I sing it in three and a half minutes. And no overdubs, no editing, nothing. Uh, no. One shot. I sang it. Yeah. And that one shot. And that's one it. One shot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's better. No, I, I think most of the time it is. 
Okay. Yeah. You know, some of the best songs were done in one take. Okay. Shout. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so, there's so many, uh, I, th I think that, that simplicity when it comes to music yeah. is the best policy. You're right. You're right. You know, and, I, and, and I hear it, I hear it in your music. Okay. There's okay. a, compl there is a complexity. I'm not saying mm -hmm. there isn't. Okay. Yeah. But there's also a simplicity to what you guys do. And okay. it's, it, to me, it, it comes from the influences you have. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and I think your overall attitude is, is you just want to bang out a good song. Yes. You don't want to spend yeah. 20 hours yeah. in the studio. No, no. Um, if you um, have little things here or there, uh, especially our um, our second guitar player Alex, uh, he's he's able to. Uh, oh, I got this idea, and he's able to to nail it in a minute and say, "You like this uh, with an e-bow stuff on this guitar right. or stuff like that." He can improvise a lot, and he's able to play that, and. Uh, it's the same with the with the backing vocals on stuff like like on um, on Dawn of the Summer. Um, I had this uh, I had it planned without any backing vocals, right. and then Pele and then Pele came on and said, "Hey, let's." Um, I hear um, some some stuff there and there and there, and um, then we added stuff. Right. So on that and then when we had to re rehearse this stuff, we added <laughs> yeah. to, to our live stuff. Awesome. Um, we we are um, rehearsing at the moment um, a song that's called um, "High Quality People," and uh, I like this title, uh, this this uh, song title as well. And all that's the, cool. Yeah, all the other song uh, band members uh, like the song too. And I said, okay, and the song is great. Um, let's do this. But uh, we're stuck a little bit at the moment because, as you said, I didn't want it to, to be too complex. And uh, we start with an a cappella part and then a guitar thing is coming. Originally, I wanted to have a, a brass part with, with trumpets. Um, mm. And on the, on the demo I did... Uh, That's something we, different for you guys. Yes. Mm. On, on this uh, demo I did... Um, I recorded with a trumpet player, mm -hmm. and it's—I think it sounded great. Well, we can we can replace this um, with a fast guitar. You can do that. Yeah. That's not that difficult. Um, and then um, there's a line coming in: uh, "Give me something to believe in. Give me something to believe in." And then the verse is coming in. That's too much. It's too much. It's it's building up and it's getting down. It's building. It's too much. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. So we stuck a little bit. Let's throw everything away and start a new right right all but right chris so, like the new album these, these yeah, could be right yeah yeah from new yeah. album new songs okay. we're, we're rehearsing new songs. so chris what do you have coming up as far as some live dates i know you mentioned a festival coming up yes um we got this uh, festival um next week then we got the biggest festival um in, in Dortmund, which is not a small one. It's called Juicy Beats. Mm -hmm. That's coming up uh, mid-July. And uh, then there's... Um, ha, 
there, there's this club in the outskirts uh, near the border of the Netherlands. It's in Grafenrad. It's a youth club. Mm -hmm. And I saw the Long Riders there a few oh. weeks ago. Okay. Uh, well, very nice people. I, I never imagined that they would play in such uh, uh, outskirts of infinity, but they did. And it was really a good... good... It's, a, it's a middle of nowhere kind of place. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. But it was full. Um, all the guys and girls, and our girls, elderly women and elderly guys showing up and said, oh, there's nothing happening in, um, in here in Greifenrath. Uh, it's it's oh there's a band coming up and they look good uh, sounds good let's go out and oh. <laughs> I was I was more or less the youngest one in the in the audience <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was it I'm, I'm not that young but it was nevertheless a great show That's uh, cool. at the start they were a little shaky and um, Sid Griffin didn't seem so healthy oh. at all. With, with his back or something. Yeah. He couldn't even bow down and uh, look like, hmm. But they were great. I mean, so many of these bands have been around forever and they're just still plugging yeah, yeah. along. It's it's amazing, you know? Yes. So let me ask you this, Chris. Um, you mentioned earlier about a, a band, I mean, a, a label in New Jersey interested. So is there any chance you come into America? If there's someone who want to uh, want to uh, organize a few shows for us, we would definitely come to America. Okay. Um, there's someone in in uh, Spain and in France who want to do a tour with us in autumn this year. Let's hope it, it's happening. Uh, we postponed it a little uh, from from spring to autumn because it was um, it's. The time for organizing him, he said it was too short, right? Um, in spring, but now he's got a little bit more time. Let's hope it's happening. Well, um, you never know. A, a Spanish tour could develop into an American tour too. You don't know. Yeah, if you got some connections, you're welcome. I listen <laughs> to ever. I do everything. The good thing is, um, I'm the boss of my architecture bureau. Right, and I and I, the good thing is I can change times around. I can say, okay, I go on tour for a week or two, and uh, then I have to work on a on the weekends or at night. No problem. Yeah, you I make work up for a it. lot. Yeah, I can make up for that. Um, he makes the schedule. Uh, yes, I make the schedule, Excellent. more or less. All right, Chris. And I want to thank you for coming on. You were fantastic, Chris from Velvet Attack. Everybody check out this band. Um, they are on YouTube. They're also on Spotify. They have their own channel. Uh, yep. Where else can we find you? Bandcamp, I believe. Where else? Yeah, I think Bandcamp. I'm, I'm a vinyl uh, type of guy. Right. I collect Who, who's, who's selling the vinyl? Can they get it on Amazon? Yes, yes. You can oh. um, go on, on uh, Soundflat Records. Soundflat. Soundflat Mail Order. Okay. They are they are connected, but they are not the same company. We will put that link up with yeah. the podcast, so when people yeah. see this video, they'll 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 yeah. see that. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, that Chris. Really yeah. Appreciate you coming on. Good luck with the band. Anytime you come to New York City, look me up. We will take care of you. Okay. 
Great. Thanks a lot. And, and I'm talking about alcohol, okay? Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, too. All right. You take care of yourself, Chris. Have a yeah. good day. You too. Good day, everyone. Bye. Bye. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. I'm getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi. Well, I'm lumped up, but I'm okay. It's gonna get lumped up anyway. You better call back the posse. Just getting lumped up with Rocker Mike and Rob Rossi.